When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right. So uh, earlier this week, a new network debuted on cable TV and a lot of streaming platforms. Uh, and we talked about it on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, where we are everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That is Bradley Trainer. And uh, that TV network was the Scientology TV network. And we got to wondering, mm-hmm. how do you think this whole Scientology TV network got started hmm. in the first place? Hmm. There's only one way we find out about that. Time for Colleen and Bradley Theater, playing the part of big network TV exec Bradley Trainer, and playing the part of Scientology TV show planner and pitch woman Colleen Lindstrom. Oh, hi, sir. <clears throat> thank you for have a seat here. Did you want a Keurig? We got a Keurig. Sure. Yeah. Thank you. I'm. It's thank also you. Also, pie day, so there's a bunch of pie. Have have a piece. So thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule. Got five schedule. minutes. Whenever you're ready. Okay, so I'll just I'll just get right in it. Okay, so I'm from the Church of Scientology. We have some ideas for some shows, um, and let's just get started. I've got three ideas for you. Uh, how about this one? Okay. Okay. TV three show. Ideas. Let's start with one. Gonna and then be a, I'll decide if okay. we can have three. Okay. Well, thank you, sir. So this is a reality show. It's called Sea Org Below Deck. Uh, it's about twenty five twenty somethings who've just signed their billion year contract with the Sea Org. They're very excited, and uh-huh. they're just living life like twenty somethings do. You know, cleaning bathrooms uh-huh. of upper level executives of the Sea Org and building homes for some of our VIP church members like Tom Cruise okay, and John yeah. Travolta. Um, Star so, power. But like, isn't Sea Org where people are basically indentured servants, um, forced to work around the clock? And I don't think you compensate them. They're like completely barred from contacting their loved ones, I think. Okay, well, that's so. a, that's um, that's a misconception. And I, we would like to use this TV show. Yeah, I, to, I mean, honestly, though, I feel like okay, okay, it's also that's, called there's a show called Below Deck. So I feel like we've already done that. What else you got? Okay, fine. Okay. Uh, okay, we'll move yep. on. All right. Uh, how about this? It's a game show. It's called Who Wants to Live for a Billion Years? And this one uh, is hosted by Zenu himself. It's a big deal. Basically, you put your hands on the cans of the e-meter, and then Zenu will ask you questions. And if the e-meter approves of your answer, you can um, you can live for another million years. But if the e-meter mm. doesn't approve, you die. Um, okay, well, I think the whole dying thing is probably not going to fly with the network. But besides that, you... You do realize that Xenu's not an actual person, right? Uh, also, um, I'm not sure what you. an e-meter actually is or what it does, but 
I, from what I just Googled, it seems like it's kind of fake science. Um, so we only, we don't, there's enough fake news going on in the world. You know what I mean? Okay. Well, I mean, this is all meant to what educate. Else you got? You got okay, fine. I'll do another three, one. So, oh, I got so another far one. we're TikTok. Okay, fine. Uh, here's oh, another. two or something. Here, I don't know what you say. This is another kind of reality game show. It's every, it's like the best of all worlds. It's called Celebrity Bridge Brother. So these are Scientology celebrities who are going to try to climb the ladder and reach the bridge to total freedom first. Um, and the whole world will watch until one celebrity i mean let's be honest it's probably gonna be tom cruise because he's like our best one uh but we think this is going to be a really good example of how the teachings of scientology can improve your life as an actor okay well a tom cruise's box office poison remember that whole couch jumping thing and i'm pretty sure you were responsible for that also that crazy matt lauer interview where he basically threw the entire field of psychiatry under the bus or off the couch i don't know he was jumping up and down it was kind of a hot mess also wtf is the uh, bridge to total freedom is that like an actual bridge because it's going to require a bunch of insurance and stuff i don't know that we could really afford that seems like it might be a lot of overhead I'm sensing, anything else in there? No, I'm sensing uh, that this is just not going to work with, mm. with your network. And you know your what? Listen, not mine. Listen, um, you'll be seeing us again because I think we've got enough money. We'll just start our own network. <laughs> Apparently, that's the way we're going to have to do things. That. Good luck with that. And that was Colleen and Bradley Theater. I mean, really, though. <laughs> They would do better, though, with some of those types of shows on their network. I think they could actually get some ratings. Yeah, but see, the problem is reality runs into, into you know, you can have a great idea, but if you're a, you know, cult hell-bent on destroying people's lives and the farthest thing from the truth is anything that you do on a regular basis, I think maybe it's just you're destined to fail regardless of how many good ideas you have. So uplifting. Yeah, you know. I like that. I mean, uh, do you want them to be successful? Uh, No. No, I don't. Hey, um, speaking of people who are completely oblivious to the reality around them. Yeah. Can I have you do me a favor? Yeah. And audience, I will tweet this out so that you can play the home game later. You know how Ken doll is a thing? Well, there's a new Ken doll. And I need you to experience Ken doll the way I experienced the new Ken doll. Okay, is this a Can human Ken doll? Can you explain what a human Ken doll is? Okay, so like, for example, there's Rodrigo Elvez, who is a a person who was born, I believe, <laughs> looking like a human, but then replaced all of the parts he came to Earth with, with um, plastic parts that make him look like what he believes is Ken doll. I, that's neither here nor there. And there's not just one. There's like a bunch of it's them. It's like it's it's basically like a uh, what do you call that? It's a uh, a thing. It's like a thing. It's like a thing. No, mm-hmm. but there's a term for like An things that are a thing. No, it's like a Trend? there's a market for you know Ken human Ken dolls. Like because the media loves the story, right? And so there are all these sort of like off brand Ken dolls. Mm-hmm. Well, Rodrigo Alves probably the most famous, and then that Jedlica guy. Remember him? Yes. He's the super tall, skinny alien looking mm-hmm. one. There's a new one. There and is. I need you to have an experience that I had okay. earlier today by experiencing the before and the after and the during of the new human Kendall. Can you please open the article that I linked to? And I would like you to meet a man from Hong Kong by the name of Johnny Dillon. Okay. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So now the initial mm-hmm. photo before and after it's mm-hmm. shocking. There's a lot of, you know, stuff going on. There's some fillers, some plumpers. Keep, There's a lot of scrolling. airbrushing. Keep scrolling. Okay. Oh, wow. Oh, Keep scrolling. what? Keep scrolling. What? What? No. <laughs> Whoa. Hold please. What? Okay. And also he has a boyfriend and a family. And um, do you see the photo with him wearing like a denim shirt? Yep. Does that, what, tell me what that looks like to the audience. Too far. 
Well, uh, yeah, that's that's an understatement. What the? <laughs> you mean the the breasts that I'm seeing? The breasts? Did I miss breasts? Uh, I don't know. I mean, the red one. There's a, the I'm talking about. He's one. wearing like a denim shirt. Okay. After the red one. Okay. Shane. Oh yeah, keep going. Okay. Yeah. Like how far down am I going? Like denim oh. shirt. Oh oh oh. Okay. Well, I'm, there's a lot in the denim shirt. The first um, denim shirt photo where it's a close-up of his face. Oh, okay. Right there. Oh, that. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, tell me, tell the audience what you see in front of you. Well, I see a, like a, maybe it looks like an allergic reaction to some sort. Maybe a bee like sting a, or something. It's like an allergic reaction. A lot of um, Kylie Jenner lip plumper. Yes. And then um, like about a quarter inch of pancake makeup. Yep. Uh-huh. With lots of bad contouring. Yeah, and also when when he's unairbrushed, um, the skin imperfections, and I'm not like, but his the professional pictures that he the way he would have you think he looks yeah, over they're Instagram very smoothed is not, but the reality is very. What will look at you when you see him um, on the street? Like, what's the word I'm looking for? Sandpapery? Oh my gosh. So he was a good looking guy, I but he started he started thing. better looking. Can somebody please at some point people need to identify this as a disease, correct? I think it is like, like body dysmorphia. Yeah, mm. I think that there is a disease. Uh, it may be named after Jocelyn Wildenstein or something. The cat but lady disease. Yeah, what cat ladyitis. The disease. I think it's just like over body dysmorphia. Plastic. There is, though. There is a name for it. Also, I would just like to say that his family and his partner are like, yeah, so um, he looks really fake, and we'd prefer that he look more natural. Yeah. That'd so, be nice, huh? Wh- why wouldn't you, I don't know, maybe listen to people? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. You know, listen, a little nip and tuck here and there. Also, to think, if you think you need to spend tens of thousands of dollars, you don't. He only spends $800 a month looking this bad. It only costs $800 a month to look that bad? Yeah. What Does he just like go out into a field and, and invite the bees to come sting him? I mean, you know, that'd probably make it even cheaper. Or like, does is he does he have like some weird like, you know, walnut allergy or something? That he... I mean, this one photo, I just want to tweet it out because it looks so wow. absurd. Pretty spectacular. Well, thank right. you for giving me that there's experience. A new, there's a new Ken doll in town. Oh, all right. Welcome to the world, new Ken doll. Now, when we come back, we like to, when we hear about an old show that's getting remade, we like to kind of put it up for vote. And in a little segment we call Reboot or Get the Boot. And uh, we've got a new show that is being rebooted. We'll tell you what it is and we'll judge it after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Well, 2018 is the year of the reboot. We are learning that uh, all of our old favorite shows are being rebooted. That's basically all they do anymore. And we like to talk about it on the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer, and uh, we've got a new one, Bradley, that we've got to we've got to check in on. Are okay. you ready for this? Yep. It's time for reboot or get the boot. Reboot. Get the boot. Okay, so I'm going to tell you about this next reboot that's coming down the pike, and you're, we're going to decide whether or not we're good with this, okay? Okay. So this is a CBS project, and it is a reboot of Kegney and Lacey. This is no. the <laughs> this is the TV show that you will remember from the 1980s that starred Tyne Daly and uh, Sharon Gless. 
They played Lacey and Cagney, uh, and they were detectives, female police detectives. And um, they had a great chemistry. I didn't actually watch the show, I'll be perfectly honest. You, how did you not watch I, Cagney and Lacey? I mean, I think I probably watched a couple episodes, but it wasn't like a weekly viewing situation for us. In any case... This is news today, and the reason why we're talking about it is because you'll recall that there was big news out of Grey's Anatomy just a couple days ago. Two of their major cast members. I mean, you didn't care, but we talked about it. Two of their major cast members, Sarah Drew um, and uh, and another uh, another cast member, and the reason, oh, Jessica Capshaw. Jessica Drew, or Sarah Drew, who was one of the Grey's Anatomy cast members to be let go, is going to be appearing in this pilot. So she will be playing the role of Cagney, which is the role that was played by, I always got them confused, Sharon Glass, the blonde. So Cagney is the easygoing partner who's a protege to Lacey. And then um, Lacey will be played by Michelle Hurd, who people may recognize from the TV show Blind Spot, which is no longer on any longer. It's no longer on any longer. Who wants to watch this show? See, no. Because Here's, if you loved Cagney and Lacey, you want to watch old episodes of Cagney and Lacey. Mm-hmm. If I want to watch Remington Steel, I want to watch the original Remington Steel. Here's, I think, what bothers me about it. It feels to me like in the 1980s, when the original Cagney and Lacey was on, that was kind of, I mean, I don't want to say groundbreaking television in the sense that it wasn't like but but we hadn't seen women in those roles no, in that it way. It was incredibly groundbreaking. I mean, it was not unusual. I mean, it, it was unusual to see two working women and stories revolving around them, right? Especially in in fields that would have been perceived as male dominated at that time, right? Yeah. So um and and balancing didn't one of them or didn't they both at some point have children or a marriage? I might be making that up. But it, it doesn't matter. At the time in the 80s, this wasn't the typical thing we were seeing on television. Now we're seeing more of that. So it's like, it's not going to hold the same space that the original Cagney and Lacey did. So it just seems lazy and kind of cheap. So I'm, what I'm hearing from you is get the boot on that one. Well, I just, I would have no reason to tune in because the only reason I would tune into a Cagney and Lacey reboot is if Cagney and or Lacey were actually involved in some way. And then this is my second thing, and this is the rant I I seem to go on every time we come up with one of these reboots that I'm not excited about. Why can't they just make a, a, why can't they just be inspired by Cagney and Lacey if they want to bring back that type of show? Well, because why can't they just make it? Nobody's going to turn into a a cop show about two ladies, and they might turn in, tune into that show if there's a name attached to it, which in this case is Cagney and Lacey. So I don't think it's really. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. About them not having new ideas. I think it's more probably about them trying to take their idea and get other people to watch it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. If I just told you, hey, there's this show, it's about these two women, they are like, uh, it's a police procedural, you'd be like, I think I saw that in the 80s and it's called Cagney and Lacey. And they're like, well, actually, funny, guess what? It's going to be that's called what King. it's called. Oh, I might tune in to see that. Yeah, but then I would follow that up with, well, uh, will Tyne Daly and Sharon Glass be involved? No, of course And not. if the answer is no, then I'm probably not going to show up for that. Because the reboots that are getting my attention right now are things like Roseanne, which has the original cast, or Murphy Brown, which we are excited about because it's also, again, original cast. That is more interesting to me than two modern actresses playing the roles that are recreated in modern time that I liked or watched in the 80s. And again, I don't, like, I didn't watch the original Cagney and Lacey, and I still am not interested in watching this. I would actually, like you said, Sooner watch the old Cagney and Lacey on Hulu, uh, Hulu, and just get to know that. Yeah, right. Which no, I think I it. By the way, I think it is actually on the Hulu. So if you have a hankering for the Cagney and Lacey, what? I'm looking at. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is because I remember recently, yeah. like thumbing through and seeing that pop oh my God, up the and commish, thinking, Hunter. There is some. That's the other thing. If you've got the, if you want to like. Get into nostalgia zone. I love Hunter. Hulu has got. I had a crush on him. Everything you need. Who is that again? Uh, What's his name? Harry Styles. Harry Styles was in that. Yeah, don't you remember? Really, his dad. Mm. No, I just made that up. Fred Dreyer. So not Harry anything. No, Fred Dreyer, Harry Styles, Stephanie. Zimbalist. uh, What's her name? Stephanie Zimbalist. What was she in? It's not Stephanie's influence. No, but who, right? yeah, but what, who is, Ste- okay, I gotta look her oh my up God, now. You're getting me confused now. <laughs> okay, well, we'll, Wait. we'll work through that. Um, cast and crew. Stephanie Kramer. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, Stephanie Zimbalist was Remington Steel. Yeah. All right, when we come back here on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got some D-bags to share with you, and they're not us for once. Celebrity D-Bags, Lord and Lady Douchebag, coming up on My Talk 107.1. Celebrities have been behaving badly since the dawn of time, but on the Colleen and Bradley show, we like to point them out and call them names for it. And the names we like to call them are Lord and Lady Douchebag. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. And uh, you guys, this one is an actual lord, or at least it's the closest thing to an actual lord that we've probably ever had on uh, the douchebag segment, Lord and Lady Douchebag. I would like to crown the crown today's douchebag. What? Why? Oh my gosh, you love that show. Yeah, it was one of uh, my favorite TV shows. Was? Well, it still is. It's oh, a great okay. TV show. But here's the headline that made me want to make them the douchebag today. Claire Foy was paid less than co-star Matt Smith for Netflix's The Crown. Wait, say that again? Claire Foy. Yeah. Who played, plays, remind me who she plays? The Queen. Okay. The Queen. 
Uh-huh. Who, by the way, is the one who wears the crown. Right. Was paid less than her co-star, Matt Smith, for Netflix's The Crown. Okay. So the woman who's the most important person on the show. Yeah, I mean, arguably, because it's in the title. the queen. And the show's called The Crown. It's not called Husband of the Crown. No. It's not called... I mean, he's a really good actor and did Doctor Who, and I'm here for Doctor Who all day long, but I think the name of the show is The Crown, the Crown. about the lady who wears it, oh, who, by the way, got paid, than her co-star, whom the show is not about. Okay, that's gross. Me. I'm tired of this. This is so Come dumb. On. Claire Foy was paid less than her male co-star Matt Smith for the show's first two seasons. And of course, if you don't know the show, they now will move on to two other seasons where a, a different actresses uh, and actors will uh, star in the period drama. Now, at a panel, uh, a Netflix um, or a, a panel at a conference in Jerusalem on Tuesday for the Netflix show, Foy, who again stars as Queen Elizabeth. It was noted, uh, got more screen time. The show was revolving around her. She probably had to be on set for longer hours. I'm Pro- just saying. Producers revealed that she was paid less. Mm-mm. Now, at the Mm-mm. time, you know what they likely, I mean, it is not, it, it does not surprise me that they said, well, you know, Matt Smith was Doctor Who, right? So he deserved more money than Foy. Yeah, and then Claire Foy, didn't she win a Golden Globe for her role or an Emmy? Uh, the show did. I don't. I don't know if she did. She. Well, I know I she was nominated this. at least. Claire Foy Awards. Anyway, um, regardless, regardless. I mean, come on. She got. Oh yeah, twenty seventeen Golden Globe yeah. for best performance. That's what I thought. Yeah. And okay. I mean, I feel like after that, you go, hey. <sighs> Claire Foy, sorry about it. Now we'd like to make good on your bad pay rate and maybe bump you up uh, a lot. This uh, embarrassing pay discrepancy is not going to happen again, though. So says producer Susan Mackey because she told the panel audience, "Going forward, no one gets paid more than the Queen." The only problem with that is Claire Foy, no longer the Queen, is no longer the Queen. Oh, I'd and be therefore. So- got screwed. I'd be grumpy about that if I, mean, I were her. You know, here's the thing. Like, I think there's a legitimate conversation to have because, you know, <clears throat> I would hope that roles go to actors based on their, um, that they are paid according to what they deserve. Mm-hmm. And I realize that Hollywood is a different place than my talk 1071, mm-hmm. than, um, other places. Other places. Mm-hmm. My point is, I get that there's a special reason for how people get paid in Hollywood. But I do believe that after the first season of a show, when you've proven by, I don't know, getting a Golden Globe for, for example, your performance, maybe then, you know, the producers would say, oh, okay, so. Yeah. Now, of course, we don't know how this works. Very likely she had a contract 
But I mean, don't you think they would have done the right thing and said, look, we feel horrible that, you know, you're kind of the driving force behind the show. And I will tell you, Matt Smith, while he gives great performances and I don't want to take anything away from him as an actor in this particular series. I mean, it really is Claire Foy, who is the center of everything, like the rock of the show. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And I, you know, maybe, I don't know. Listen, I think with these conversations, one of the things we hopefully will see happening, in addition to just, you know, the production companies being aware of of how they're paying and how that might, the optics of, of you know, what it would look like to be paying the female star less than a male co-star, right? Especially when she's the leading exactly. star. In addition to that, I would also hope that agents are getting wiser about how they negotiate those contracts and maybe putting clauses in the in the contracts that that do account for a raise when they've proven you know their skills and abilities. I just don't know that maybe there's been a precedent for that, yeah. but this conversation I think A needs to continue and B hopefully will start like, I to hope move you the get needle. a bonus for getting a golden right? globe. Right? Right? Especially cuz you got to buy that dumb statue. I'm just saying. Yeah, you should get bonuses for awards. Ah, I agree. Uh, okay, now uh, I have another. I have another d bag, and it pains me to crown this person d bag because I love her in a very strange way. But Tyra Banks, you're a d bag. You are a d bag. Tyra Banks. Oh my what did Tyra Banks do? Okay, so listen. She's a mom. She's got uh, a little boy by the name of York, and he's pretty adorable. Hmm. And all parents like to brag about their kids a little bit, right? That's like you're right as a parent. Well, so she was on the red carpet for uh, an event. I think it was the America. uh, Anyway, she was on the red carpet. She was being interviewed. Yep. And they asked her about her adorable son, uh, her son, York. Okay. And she said, oh, sorry. It was for America's Got Talent season 13 kickoff. She said, he speaks Spanish, Norwegian, and English. What? Why does he speak Norwegian? I don't know. Do they live in Norway or something? Uh, no, her husband, her, I'm sorry, her ex, her ex-partner, I don't think, I don't remember if they were ever married, is a Norwegian photographer. Um, so he's, yes, Norwegian. He speaks Spanish, Norwegian, and English. Wow. And he's only, are Triple you ready threat. for it? Now, how old do you think he is? Well, I would say if you're speaking three languages mm-hmm. fluently, I don't know, three? He's two. Oh, okay. And he's very advanced with counting and colors. She wants everybody to know. Oh, I he's see where two. you're going with this. He speaks three languages, and he's really like good at identifying about your children. That, there's nothing humble about that brag. That is straight up bragging. That is so braggy. Calm down, I girl. Mean, but you can don't be excited you about do that when you have kids. Not to that degree, because that is like my I mean, child is super duper special, don't you and yours aren't. Do that. Don't all parents do that? Like, I, I do that with my dog. I'm not going to lie. I don't. My, I don't know. My daughter is in that teenage. Mm-hmm. Oh. And so she's just all over the place. So I'm using, You're like, not help me. It. Yes, help. right. Thank you, Sonny. Help me, please. My daughter's Thank great you, at ruining <laughs> our family events. <laughs> no, seriously, She's good at talking really loud. But can you imagine, honest to God, that you're like, I'm just on the red carpet, and somebody <laughs> says, like, how are you liking motherhood? Um, and I'm like, um... Okay, but my this is, two-year-old is speaking three languages okay. and knows all Colleen, his colors and Colleen, numbers. What is Tyra Banks known for? Modeling and pretending like p- particularly. Uh, what kind of modeling? 
fashion. <laughs> what is she? What is she the trademark of? Makeup. What's her trademark? Smize. Smize. Oh, okay. I'm like, right? I, what does he want like, from me? Everything's like, everyone smokes and nothing's real. Yes. So, like, what is smizing? It's smiling with your eyes. Yeah, right. So it's like lying with your eyes. Kind of. Right? It's like putting your best foot forward. I'm just saying. She clearly is all about presentation. I mean, yes. Like, again, My child it is... speaks three languages. Also, at the age of two, I would imagine that uh, to be able to speak three languages includes mama, mama, Mamacita. Thank you. Because Papa, Papacita, because and Papa. My kids could barely speak one language at two. Maybe like they knew a couple words in like in Chinese because they watched Ni Hao Kai Lan and like probably had picked up some Spanish from Dora the Explorer. Yeah. But like you know, I wasn't like being like my kids are fluent in all the languages. They know well, counting and colors. There's a few languages my daughter is Oh, I'm telling you, I'm going to say my children. Okay, real quick, when my daughter Talking was back. It's my favorite story about my daughter when she was three three years old. Uh, we were setting the table, and I said, Tilla, will you please can you call the boys to the table, your brothers to the table? And you know, and that'll be your job while I'm getting the food out and daddy's getting the drinks poured and all that kind of stuff. And she goes, Okay. And she's taking it very seriously. And she stands at the table and she goes, Boys, come to the bleeping table. But she used the F word. Wow. And I said, I said, honey, what did you just say? I said, come to the bleeping table. That's what I call it. That's what she calls it. I was like, oh my gosh, that's my fault. Whoopsie doodles. Between my husband and me, we probably at one point had... Oh my lord, you use that language around your children? Oh, believe me. Parenthood is a very... Challenging place. Yes. So sometimes you say things that you're That's ashamed why I of. I don't have kids. Now my children tell me when I've sworn. They do. They I say, love it. They're like, the music. You, watch your mouth. Yeah. I want my biggest yeah. challenge to be what am I wearing today? Well, I wish I, I, those, I, wish I had those there simpler you times. You could have. You made your bed. When we come back, well, oh, just stop, stop it. When we come back, it's time. It's time for me to win the throwback live at 145. Oh, now she's getting cocky. You won once and you think you're going to win again? Maybe. <laughs> you don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> throwback left. live at 145 coming back after this on My Talk 1071. Well, it is that time on the Colleen and Bradley show. That time where... Time to win! I know. It is my time to win. <laughs> Yesterday, for the first time, I was able Ever. to rip the title from Bradley Trainer's hands. I mean... After six days of me winning. It's the throwback live at 145. Whoops, wrong oh, button. I was going to say, what the heck is was that? that one of Sorry. our songs? Sorry, my, my operator error. I feel the need. We got a heads up there. Mm. A boy's best friend is his mother. I love the smell of night pump in the morning. Oh, righty then. It's throwback live. Oh, you betcha, yeah. At 145. Go ahead, make my day. Here's Holly Roberts. Except for here's Donnie Love. Tell us what's going on, Donnie Love. Here's what's going to happen, everybody. I'm going to play a few seconds from uh, a few seconds uh, from some sort of a pop culture. Pop culture. What's the word? I'm looking Event. For? Audio. Event. Audio. Audio. Piece. There we go. And uh, whoever yells their name first will get the opportunity to identify what that audio is. If that person is right, they get a point. If that person is wrong, the other host will have a chance to answer. If they're both wrong, they both stink. <laughs> so, there All right. you go. 
All right. Now, again, I'm trying to defend my previous win, my also, one win. Also, can I just point out that yesterday got a little deep track, so let's hope that maybe we're not going too deep. Right? I mean, well, we'll see. I'm, we, I'm a critic. Yeah. I'm just saying. We'll find out. Okay, okay. So here is your first one. Can you see? So remember what I said about going too deep? What's so proudly? You're gonna have to chat with your uh the hell is this? Do you even know what this is, Colleen? I mean, okay, ha- Colleen. That's our national anthem. It is, but that's not enough for the uh, no. get the point. That's all I know. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Oh, I have uh, no idea what that is. I have no idea either. No. All right. Uh, it's really considered an iconic performance of our national anthem. It was performed... Yes, it is. Check my word for that. It's performed by the late Marvin Gaye at the 1984 NBA All-Star Game. Yeah, no. Sorry about it. No, I would like the person who knew that to call in. I would in. have known that. Yeah, but you're old. But you're Donnie. You know things. You and Holly, you yeah. guys... Yeah, see, that's why I'm saying, like, sometimes Holly can get a little deep track. Mm-hmm. All right, well, that was and horrible. so can Donnie, because right. the two of them start talking their oh, weird man. 60s... Yeah. Business. Stuff. All right, no points for either of you. So Fine. Okay. Move on to the next okay. piece of audio. All right. Oh, Colleen. Okay. That is Jim Carrey, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. All right. I thought we were in a break. That's like one of our liners. Well, and well, now it's one of my oh, points. Yes. All right. Hey, Keep going. Come All on. right. Here's your third audio clip. Bradley Trainer. What? What? Hello. I didn't answer. Magnum P.I. Oh, can I have another guess? No. Helene, would you like to? I'm going to go. I'm going to get it wrong. I'm going to go Perry Mason. Hill Street no. Blues? No, that is not Hill Street Blues. <laughs> we do it. Oh, no, it's. um. Play it again, Sam. Uh, okay. Let's see. Where is that one? Matlock. Yeah, uh, you already guessed incorrectly. Yeah. So. That is so irritating because it's one of those ones you hear it and you're like, I know that song. I couldn't match it up. Okay, but I still have okay. one point, have so one, that's all that matters. One to zero, point. one mm-hmm. nil, and here is your next uh, soundbite. Here we go. Bradley Colleen. Trainer. Uh, Bradley. That is... Dun, dun, dun. Oh, um... Um, the, uh, the, the show. Get there faster. Oh, um, Get there faster. Sta- okay. First of all, don't talk because what you're mm-hmm. doing right now is trying to throw me off mm-hmm. my game. Mm-hmm. That is, name um, of the name of the show. It's the law and order. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yes. Order, yes. So. I, knew it, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. It took you a while. Okay. I'm just saying. All right. Got this it. is very exciting. We have a one tie. So let's see if somebody can bring home the bacon <laughs> with, with this Audio clip. Colleen, Brent. that is a no 
Nokia ringtone. The original Nokia ringtone. Oh. What? 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 That means I did what? I won. Or no, I won. I won. I won. I Two won. in a row won. for Colleen. Wow. Four I more. I won. She got four more. Two in a row. It's impressive. That is one. not impressive, Donnie. That is impressive. You know what's impressive? <laughs> Six. An entire week <laughs> plus one day. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I'm... Uh, now, granted, the first day I did this, Colleen, you didn't win, but these last two days, maybe I'm your good luck charm. I no, have... My heart you is one more racing shot. right now. This is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Oh, God. Uh, I would are, like to today. You're thrilled to hear that. It is the best thing that's ever happened to you. Children. They would understand. They would? In fact, actually, thank you. I would like to thank... about many I would like to thank my children for... Um, what is this, Donnie? Giving yeah. for supporting this. me okay. in my dream. It's not a dream. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, there's that's the, the Jeopardy music. theme song. <laughs> no, that's it's also the your speech is actual Jeopardy. Okay. Hey, is there? Um, was that all of them? <laughs> that's it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Moving that on. was all of I them. I have a story to talk because about because I won. Yeah. Okay. Fine. I would like to hear your story, too. but it's before a, a we, but thank you. Before that was not a shutout. A Although shutout. you did get one. Sorry. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, sorry. She got sorry, sorry. Two, two right one, answers two out one. of five, and you got one. One. I'm just saying it's not a shutout. Okay. All right. Now I know you have another story to tell us, and before you tell us that story, I just want to say I won. Go ahead. <laughs> You two are unbelievable. You haven't beat my record, though. No, but I won today. So I'm still a better player. Okay. Until I reach record. Okay, fine. Fine, fine, fine. Thanks, Donnie. What's your story? Uh, My story, uh, oh gosh, you know, I hate to take a turn for the worse, but I am going to because I want to talk about this story, but I kind of don't want to talk about it. So I thought this would be a perfect place because there's a limited amount of time. Mm -hmm. So we have to... United Airlines. The story of that dog. Oh, this is terrible. This is aggravating beyond reason. I, I don't... Like I there like when people say boycott this and boycott that and don't do this and don't do, I'm never doing this again. Normally I'm like, you know, okay, fine, but I'm uh, I'm just that's not me. When I heard this story about the dog and if you didn't if you don't know the story, this family brings their puppy, their French bulldog puppy or bulldog puppy, mm-hmm. a puppy mm-hmm. onto a flight in a car- a carry-on. Apparently the dog was loud. Um the kids were kind of a hot mess. Ultimately, the flight attendant forced the the family to put their dog inside the carrier mm-hmm. in the overhead compartment and shut it and shut it mm-hmm. and asphyxiated the dog. Mm, I just I so cannot. that when they landed and apparently the dog was barking for a while in the overhead compartment oh, as it was being smothered to death. Oh my gosh! And then it stopped barking because. They killed it, and when the woman took the uh, bag out and saw that her dog was dead, the flight attendant acted as if she didn't know there was a dog in right. the carry-on yes, case. the flight attendant said, I, I thought it was empty. But why, um, why, why, why would you put it, be, it up there? Well, and because why it would it be barking? Barking, yeah. Which apparently everybody heard that it was barking. Yeah. Now... There, it's a long, complicated, really sad story. We don't have a ton of time, so suffice it to say, like I, first of all, from my cold, dead hands, I would have thrown that flight attendant off the airplane mm-hmm. before I would have let her take my dog from me. Mm-hmm. But I am not going to speak, you know, ill of people who've been through tragedy. the The airline has a quote unquote apologized mm-hmm. for this terrible accident. Yeah. I'm like, that is no accident. She killed their dog, mm-hmm. and as far as I'm concerned. 
I will never be flying on a United Airlines flight Interestingly, in my life. A funny story. We were going to buy tickets on United for a trip we're taking. I just found another flight. I, I literally oh, really? did. I literally did because of that story. So, bye. All right. Thank you, Bradley, for sharing that. We will now move to a different space. Okay, here's our question. What's the last thing you texted? Because that's what's going to be on your tombstone. Seriously, 651-641-1071. What's the last thing you texted? 